up the name of Jesus tonight. Oh, come on, we can do better than that. Lift up the name of Jesus in this place. Demons tremble at the name. Strongholds fall at the name. Chains are broken at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad I'm in a Jesus name church. I had one person tell me one time, oh, you go to those Jesus-only churches. She said, oh, you're one of those Jesus-only. I stole a response from somebody else and said, if not Jesus, then who? If it's not Jesus, then who is it? Jesus is my everything. Sometimes I want to respond to those stickers on the back of the bumper that say, Jesus is my co-pilot. And say, baby, if Jesus is just your co-pilot, you're doing something wrong. Jesus is my pilot. I can't live without him. If he ain't in the driver's seat, then I'm not in the car. Thank you, Jesus. Thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight. You can make your way back to your seats. You just lift your hands and sing this with me real quick. to lift your hands and sing it with me tonight a move of God we've been praying for him we've been longing for him we believe come on somebody that's how you really feel tonight why don't you lift your hands and sing it before we move any service God before we move any further in this service God we believe that you're here we believe that you're moving, you're working miracles. God, more than anything, we need a move tonight. God, more than anything, Jesus, we need a move tonight. We believe we'll see a move of God. Thank you, Jesus. many of you come expecting a move of God tonight I invite you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel chapter 37 I want to first give honor to my bishop Bishop Williams in his absence has trusted me to deliver the word tonight we love you, I love you I'm thankful for you First Lady is not here as well. 
We miss you guys. We wish you were here, but we understand that you're called elsewhere tonight. Book of Ezekiel, chapter number 37. It's a very, very familiar passage of scripture. Beginning at verse 1, when you have it, say amen. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, they were, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a shaking and the bones came together bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then he said unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, O son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied. As he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried. Our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. struggled a little bit with what to bring tonight. Not because I wasn't sure, but because it's a Tuesday night. And Brother Judah told me the other day, he said, man, if you're going to bring preach a slow message on a Sunday night, you better be in the Holy Ghost. And that's kind of how I feel tonight. I don't know if we'll go slow. I don't know if we'll go high. But if you'll follow me in the Holy Ghost... God will do us, do something in this house. God will do something. Do you believe that God can still move on a Tuesday night? Do you still believe that we can have a live church on a Tuesday night? That God can work miracles on a, Tuesday, on a midweek service? Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to us for just a few moments on this thought. This actually, it's a statement. It's an answer to the question that the Lord proposes to Ezekiel. These bones shall live. These bones 
shall live. Would you put your Bibles down one more time and pray that Lord meets us in this house. God, we need you. God, we need your spirit. We need you to move in this house. of Jesus. Everyone said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The book of Ezekiel is a rather unique book, being that it is one of the many few self-titled books, and that it is essentially a collection of the many prophecies given by Ezekiel. He was a prophet and a priest that was used by God during the captivity of the children of Israel in the land of Babylon. We understand from the outset of the book of Ezekiel that he is numbered among some 10,000 other Jewish exiles in the land of Babylon. He was a contemporary of Daniel and the three Hebrew young men who faced down Nebuchadnezzar. He understood the plight of the children of Israel. He himself was a prisoner, just as they were. He himself was an outcast, just like the rest of them. He was an exiled prophet. Ezekiel's prophecies were similar in tone to those of his contemporaries. They mostly consisted of the plight of the Jewish people and their sins that led them into the situations that they found themselves in. Some prophecies, however, offered a sliver of hope into the the darkness and into the hopeless world that they found themselves in. This prophecy that we read tonight in our text is such a prophecy. There are countless instances where we, f- we find God simply commanding Ezekiel to prophesy. You can read throughout the book where the Bible says the Lord comes to Ezekiel and says, Son of man, prophesy. Or prophesy, O son of man. Over and over again, the Lord comes to him and just gives him a word. But in this instance, the Lord brings him to a valley and asks him a question. Demanding a response. He asked him questions before, but they were, typically, they were typically rhetorical questions. They didn't need a response. But in this case, the Lord brings him to a valley. And the Lord in the Spirit brings him to the valley. And the Lord asks him a question, and this time he needs an answer. He brings him into the, into the valley, and in the valley, the Bible says that the Lord actually takes him through the valley. He doesn't just leave him in the middle of it. He actually brings him through. When the Bible says that he brought him round about, it literally means that they thoroughly examined the valley. And as he's examining the valley, he comes to the conclusion that it's, first of all, full of bones. Second of all, that there were a lot of bones. Third of all, that they were dry bones. The human body consists of a little over 200 bones, and we find out later in the text that this valley was an exceeding great army of bones. This means that Ezekiel literally saw thousands upon thousands of bones in this valley. Further, the distinct observation that they were dry indicates that they had been in this state for a very, very long time. There was absolutely no sign of life, no blood, no muscles, no tissue, no hair, no life whatsoever. 
At the end of his excursion around the valley, the Lord asks him this question. One of the most infamous questions ever asked in the word of God. A question that makes absolutely no sense to Ezekiel. And seemingly to the the reader having seen what Ezekiel was just brought through. The question that the Lord proposes to Ezekiel after he's been taken through this valley full of dry bones is can these bones live? It makes no sense. These bones have been sitting there for we don't even know how long, decades possibly, hundreds of years. There were dry bones, they were broken, they were scattered abroad. And the, the question that the Lord brings to Ezekiel is, can these bones live? The response from Ezekiel is hard to examine. Most scholars can't actually tell the tone of which he responds, and it, lacks definit- it actually lacks definitive tone. But nonetheless, it describes exactly how he's feeling. He says, O Lord, thou knowest. In other words, I have no clue, but I do know one thing, you know. I have no clue what can happen, but I do know one thing, that if you're in the middle of it, then something can happen. Can I just remind somebody at the offset of this that your God is not asleep and that your God is not on a vacation Your God can still do the impossible. Your God can still work miracles. Your God, I thought I was talking to a Bible-believing church. Your God can still raise the dead. Your God can still open blinded eyes. There is nothing that God cannot do. I wish I had just a few witnesses that could look back over your life and stand flat-footed and declare, my God is able. My God is more than able. At least he has faith in God. In his own limitations, he's clueless. He has no idea. God, I, 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 I don't have the answers. But you do. Sometimes that's all you need right there. Sometimes when you're looking at situations that have no answers, you need to rest in the fact that your God has all the answers. Sometimes you can't see the outcome, but God still can see the... His ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts above my thoughts. When life seems out of control and life seems out of my grasp, I need to just remember that my God holds the entire world in his hand. In the natural, the situation looked hopeless. It looked senseless even. These bones must have been in this valley for ages. And the question that comes to Ezekiel is, can these bones live? It makes no sense. But God is not confined to the natural. He's not bound by the same limitations that you and I are bound to. So when he sees a valley full of dry bones, or when we see a valley full of dry bones, God sees an army. And when we see defeat, God sees potential. 
And when we see death, God sees life. Tonight I've come to preach to the person that has been staring at a valley full of dry bones. And thinking to yourself, there is absolutely no way that these bones can live again. Tonight I'm preaching to the mama who's praying for a backslidden husband. The child who's praying for a wayward parent. The dad who's praying for your broken family. The Sunday school teacher who's praying for that child that lost their way. You're looking at a valley full of dry bones and thinking to yourself, there's no possible way that anything good can come out of this. There's no possible way that God can still do something with this. I've come to declare tonight that these bones shall live. I'm preaching to the young person who has a friend that has believed the lies of Satan and has been ravaged by the world. So all that's left is a pile of bones. Can these bones live? I'm preaching to the saint of God who's been praying for that lost loved one to come home. But all you see is a bunch of bones. They've been sitting there for too long. They've been dried by life. Prophesy to the bones. I'm talking to the person that has poured your heart out for these bones. You've invested your blood, sweat, and tears. And all that's left is a pile of nothingness you've put all your efforts into it you've spent money on it and the only thing that came of it was a pile of brittle dry unusable bones prophesy to these bones son of man can these bones live then prophesy. If you believe that I know, if you believe that I hold the world in my hands, if you believe that nothing happens by happenstance, if you believe that everything that takes place in your world happens within the purview of my power, then prophesy to the bones. If you still believe that I can work miracles, if you still believe that I can raise the dead, then prophesy to these bones. If you believe that nothing is impossible, then prophesy. I know it looks like death. Prophesy anyway. I know it looks like it's past due. Prophesy anyway. I know it looks like nothing good can come from it. Prophesy anyway. You need to declare it. These bones can live again. You need to believe in, you need to believe God's word and declare it in the atmosphere that they will live again. You need to declare it in the atmosphere. They will live again. Those bones that have been tried by life and have been scattered to the wind, they will be back in this altar and they will be giving God glory. 
You need to prophesy to that backslidden family member and say, you will live again. I know it looks like a pile of bones. I know it looks like death. But I'm telling you tonight that the word of the Lord is prophesied to the bones. Prophesy to the death. Prophesy to the valley. Don't give up hope. Don't lose out. God can still make a way. Sometimes you just got to get desperate and do the unthinkable. Sometimes you just got to loosen up and say, I don't care what it takes, God. I don't care what's required of me. God, I'll do whatever it takes to see them back in an altar. God, I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever you tell me to do, Jesus. Bible says that as Ezekiel began to prophesy, bone found bone and sinews and flesh started wrapping around the bones and the skin started growing and that the thing that was once dead the thing that was once hopeless now starting to take shape the formless and scattered bones of the valley started to look more and more like a people Can I make a suggestion? Is it possible that the fact that they're not here tonight is because we've given up hope? Even as I pray, I can feel it in the spirit. I can feel the resistance. I can feel the pushback. I can see it on our faces tonight. It's hopeless. I've prayed for far too long. I've been faithful for far too long. And there's still, I received a word months ago, years ago, that they would be back here. And they're still not here. As a matter of fact, they've gone further and further away. You've believed the lie of the devil. You, be, you believe the lies of the devil that, tell them, that are telling you that there is no hope. As he began to prophesy, he couldn't even get the whole thing out before bones started finding bone. And before form and shape started happening, could it be that someone else's redemption is tied up in what I have to say in an altar right now? Could it be... Could it be that the redemption of my lost family member, the redemption of my lost child, of my lost parent is tied up in what I have to say to God tonight? Son of man, can these bones live? The 
problem now is that they were just shells of people. They took shape. The structure was there. But there was no life inside of them. So again, the Lord instructs Ezekiel to prophesy to the wind to blow from the four corners of the earth. Wind in this passage is ruach. There are many meanings to this word. But in this case, it is referring to the spirit of the Lord. God literally told Ezekiel to prophesy to my spirit. Tell me what you want me to do, Ezekiel. Tell me what you want out of these dry bones. Tell me what you want to see happen, Ezekiel. Trying to stir up some faith in somebody tonight. The Lord told Ezekiel exactly what to do. He gave him the exact tools that he needed to see these bones revived. I feel like just telling somebody tonight that God has given you his spirit to declare life over these bones. But all you need to do is speak it. The power of life and the power of death lie in the tongue. Can I submit to you tonight that it's up to us. It's up to us to stand in the gap of the bones. It's up to us to stand in the gap of the dead and the forgotten. Ezekiel, all I need from you is to prophesy. All I need from you is to believe. Let's lift our hands right now. Jesus. Come on, son. Come on, prayer warriors. I need you right now. Come on, somebody lift your voice right now. Come on, somebody. I know you feel that resistance. God, I know you feel that resistance. Push back against it. God, we bind every spirit of distraction. God, we bind every lying demon of hell that would tell us otherwise. God, we bind every spirit that comes against your word and we lose faith in this house. God, we lose belief in this place. In the name of Jesus, come on, somebody lift your voice. Come on, it can happen tonight. It can happen tonight. Somebody lift your voice. In the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus. Woo, come on, that's it, that's it. Woo, come on, the wind right now. Somebody prophesy to the bones. Come on, somebody let a little faith rise right now and prophesy. Prophesy in the spirit. God, I believe that you're able. God, I believe tonight. Yes, yes. Woo. Jesus.
Jesus, Jesus. The Lord tells Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind. And he tells him, thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon the slain, that they may live again. So I prophesied as he commanded, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. I can almost hear the sound, the sound of the roaring of wind as the breath of God rushes into that valley, filling every man, filling every woman, filling every young person that once was lost, that once was battered and bruised by life, that once was reduced to a pile of bones, that once was written off by the rest of everybody, that once was lost by the world. I can almost hear the breath of God rushing into that valley, filling every person and bringing life, bringing life to that which was dead. Then God speaks to Ezekiel and tells him that these bones are the bones of the house of Israel. They're the bones of the people that were in this house. These scattered, broken bones are the lost tribes of Israel. And you know what breaks my heart? It's that the Bible says they cried out and said, Our bones! are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. As I began praying for this service tonight, the Lord began to deal with me. And I had two people in mind. I began to pray for them. It was as if the Lord wouldn't let me move any further than just a regular prayer. And He brought remembrance, He brought to my remembrance. Another person. And then he brought another person. And as I began to pray, I couldn't keep up with the faces that were flashing before my eyes. I couldn't keep up with the faces that once belonged to these bones. I could literally feel myself standing in the valley, looking out over these bones. And thinking about all the people, about all the people that used to be in this house, about all the people. And then it was as if God started bringing me to people that aren't even here in the state of Florida. 
people that are in different states, friends of mine. I felt like as if God was saying that there's a lot of people that are connected to people that have been reduced to bones. And we've lost hope. Either that or we've, God forbid, we've stopped caring. I've got a question tonight. Who's going to stand up for the bones in the valley? Don't clap. Who's going to stand up for the bones in the valley? Who's going to believe? Who's going to believe that they can still come back to the house of God? lift our hands tonight. Who's going to stand in the gap and prophesy to these bones? Who's going to stand in the gap and call their name out before God? Who's going to stand in the valley in the midst of death and destruction and believe that they can live again? But God, they've been dead so long. God, they've been gone for so long. God, there's nothing left but bones. Prophesy to the bones. Preach life to the bones. Believe again. Believe again. Shatayala, <laughs> Lalabo, 
shall live again you shall live these bones shall live these bones I wish somebody would get a righteous indignation I wish somebody would stand in the gap tonight and declare to the bones you shall live I wish somebody would declare to them. I wish you would call their name out right now. I wish you would speak their name in the atmosphere. I wish you would declare life. I wish you would believe again. talking to people that have prayed many many years I'm talking to people that have believed for a very long time can these bones live can these bones live time to believe again it's time to believe again it's time to believe again prophesy to the bones prophesy to the bones believe that God is able
That's your sister Angelina. Prophesy to those bones. Prophesy to those bones and believe God again. Come on, Sunday school teacher. Come on, youth leader. Believe God again. Believe God again. Sister Heard, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. Prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to the bones. Come on, Brother Daniel. Come on, Brother Daniel. God can still do it. Prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to the bones. You shall live again. You shall live again. 